You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. I'm Dane Lobb. I'm a public safety specialist with PG&E. If you encounter a downed power line, you need to stay away from it. Call 911. Let our first responders come out and handle it. Police and fire will respond as well as PG&E. PG&E will make the scene safe. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast presented by Land Rover. I'm Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Earl and together we're the Two Robbies and I've got my friend with me here for this podcast and, and Rob, this is soon after the final whistle of Spurs and West Brom. I've got to say I'm, I'm still fired up. It was an eventful game, so much going on, so much drama. That late goal from West Brom or fairly late goal to make it 1-1 and Spurs couldn't reply. So much to talk about, Robbie Earl, and I am fired yeah. up. I'm sure you're fired up as well what's the the i guess the game first what didn't spurs do how did they not win this match lost control robert uh, of the game and one or two of the players a little bit of themselves during the game and it affected the result uh, we've seen last year over the course of the season and we've said the crashes on them and we've been all been sort of looking for for something that that might give us an indication that that the pressure was getting to them we haven't seen that Tonight, I thought there was little spells, and we know the Delhi Alley thing, and we'll talk about that and its possible consequences in a moment. But there was, there was Carl Walker maybe kicking out, and mm. it just felt to me that one or two of the players were just feeling a little bit. Now, mm. having got 1-0 up and having been in control of the game, Rob, they didn't master the ball enough. They mm. didn't close the game down enough to say, you know what, maybe we have to do an ugly 1-0. An ugly I, I kind of feel that they, they sense come on, we've got to score another two or three. That's the way we're going to put pressure on Leicester. Three against Manchester United a couple of weeks ago. Four against Stoke last week, last week on Monday night, which we saw. I felt like they thought, come on, let's put another three or four nil on this one and then we can go on. And if there's one thing this team has to learn, and we saw it in, in the North West Derby, is sometimes one nil is enough. Mm. Leicester have shown us one goal margins are enough to, to sit top of the table. And maybe that's the learning of this group. Maybe that's the maturity when we've said there isn't mu that much wrong with this first team, is it? Maybe when the pressure was on tonight, they lost a little bit of control of themselves and the football match. Yeah, I agree. And, and maybe it's just a, a small little blind spot of Pochettino. You just get the sense that this, this team plays with so much freedom and, and, yeah. and flair, and it's like he's coaching the team to play that way. The game management part, it's just crept up on them, and they haven't done it very well. I, you know, the Arsenal game was very similar. I thought where they they couldn't put the game to bed, and I thought Lee Dixon made great points in his in his assessment of the game. Our commentator, um, yeah. basically saying that sometimes just put it over the top, make it ugly. Yeah. Let's get a shape. Let's not give them any encouragement to see the game out. And I guess it is a young team. They have been brilliant. Um, but I think the maturity level and the performance side, as we've talked about, is what's letting them down. And, and for Deli Ali as well, Rob, let's go on and talk about him a little bit yeah. with the maturity part. I mean, we've seen this a little bit before from him. He, yeah. has a, he has a tendency to react to stuff. And, you know, you can't, you can't throw a hand or a fist or whatever at an opponent, opponent because that is violent conduct. And, and we will see what happens with the FA, etc. But that was uh, a real loss of control, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just time. I mean, 
thing we were doing the game where he, he got himself a yellow card, I think his fifth yellow card of the season, missed the Chelsea game again, and we're talking how big a miss he would be, and he is. I mean, he's an outstanding talent. I mean, it, it, the way that he set up Harry Kane early in the game, shifting the ball, yeah. timing the ball into the former, he's an exceptional talent, but he can be got at, and I think Lee made the point uh, after in the second half, he almost got the sense one or two of the West Brom players were goading him. West Brom are a little bit lighter. They've done it with Diego Costa in the past. They, 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 they are what I would call, you know, experienced, been around the track, got the T-shirt kind of pros. They know the game. There's one or two I thought were just trying to wind Delhi Alley up into doing something. And um, that's something he's going to have to learn. He's going to have to count to ten. He's going to have to hurt with his ability rather than, than um, you know, reacting as, as he did because it's going to cost him and, it, and it's going to cost his team. And just talking about it, Robin, I remember on the radio show we did at the weekend and we, you talked about Spurs and were saying possibly they might win out the season. I said, there's two party poopers to come. There's West Brom who were the perennial, you know, dour, put, put the blanket on the fire, kind of put things out. And then there's Chelsea, which now has become the huge derby next Monday, regardless of what, you know, if Leicester don't go and win it at Manchester United. Chelsea have a huge incentive in that that game to to make sure that, that Spurs don't win the title this year. So, all of a sudden, seven days, Rob, I'm thinking. Last Monday, we were at the Britannia Stadium going, wow, this Spurs team are right on form at the right time. Seven days later, what a shift it seems that all of a sudden, momentum's gone back to Leicester. Tony Pulis said before the game that he would like to see Leicester win the league, and he said it again afterwards in a post-game interview. And uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I reacted quite strongly because yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's his. I, I don't want to hear. If I'm another player, if I'm a Spurs player, if I'm a Spurs fan, I don't want that. I don't need that. He can he can say a, such a thing in a, in a different way or not say anything at all. How do you feel about that, Rob? Do you have a problem with a manager that's no, going to play a, a title contender saying he'd rather have the other team uh, not win it? No, I didn't have as big a problem as you. I, I get your point, and I, don't, I think it's unprofessional, but I think if I'm Tony Pulis and I'm looking at myself and in the league, I, I'm thinking, well, I'm not a Tottenham, and I'll never get a Tottenham job, so the only way I can do it is I've got to do what a Leicester do. So I can sort of see that he, he's fighting the corner for the small man, for the small team, who never gets there, who always get doubted, who people said can't win the title. So... I don't have as much problem. And you know what? If, if I'm a Tottenham player, I know you say maybe the fans aren't happy. I get that. If I'm a Tottenham player, all I do is, is beat his team as big as I can mm. and shut him up and say, well, I've done my bit, so it doesn't matter what you do, Tony. So I don't... I heard your comments and I, and I get them and I respect your, your views, but I didn't have as big a problem. I, I think it's unprofessional for him to be saying that. Does it, did, I, you, did, you think, think, did you think his team played... Uh, in it, I mean, a different. Well, they were different to the way they played at Arsenal. Do you think his yeah, his passion, what, the players days, helped Robert, him? I, we can, they can have off days, and and, and 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 you know, we've seen team, Spurs had an off day today. So you know that that's how it goes. But his team, his team were giving encouragement. They're very good from set pieces. We know that they're, they're, they're bristle. They're, they don't mind a fight. I think that they were hurt by the, the criticism that they're flip flop players. They're already on the beach. Yeah. I don't actually think that's one of those type of guys. I don't think they. Most of them have come from lower league, have worked hard to get where they are and, and desperately want to stay in the Barclays Premier League. So I don't think they're that kind of, of team. And I think that hurt them. Hurt people like Darren Fletcher and, yeah. and Johnny Evans, who you know, had good careers. And, and I think they wanted to respond, and, and they did, and spoil Spurs' party. Can Spurs still do it, Robbie Earl? No. And I said it at the weekend, I, I feel Spurs won't. And mm. I just don't, don't see them winning out. I think they could get a, a bloody nose again at Stamford Bridge. 
could even be another draw. I'm not even saying Spurs. Chelsea will be so incentivized to, to stop Spurs. They don't want another London club winning this. Their season could be on. You know, their fans are not going to allow Spurs to come into Stamford Bridge and walk away with the three points. So there's a huge game next Monday. Obviously, if, if Leicester don't go and do the business at Old Trafford on the Sunday. So, no, I, I, think, Spurs, I think it's all Leicester's now. And I think Spurs, without any um, shame, will, will finish behind Leicester City. Yeah, I agree. Um, and let's just quickly react from, from Leicester's performance Rob, mm. against Swansea. No Vardy, no problem. Ujo yep. comes into the team, looks great. Schlupp brings yep. out a little bit of pace on the outside. Claudio Ranieri again plays it absolutely right in terms of revving the team up with emotional kind of cheerleading in his press conference. Picking the right substitutions, the right players to come in and replace Jamie Vardy. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better. This guy can't do any more uh, than what he's already doing to make this club win the league. And, and what a performance it was. Well, it, the performance was outstanding, the 4-0. It, it kind of shifted momentum and then anything put pressure on Spurs that we saw was, was telling today. But you just mentioned it. This all started on the press conference on Friday when Claudio Ranieri stood up and mm. said, now we're ready to win the title. This team is good enough. This team is brave enough. We're going to go out and show. And all the talk about, you know, no Vardy, whether it was one or two games, we now know it's the two games and he misses the Manchester United as well. But he got his selections right. Joe yeah. comes in and gets goals. Slup had, had an important role to play. Or Brian, who he rested, comes on and, and gets a goal. I mean, outstanding management. This, this guy, whether he finished first or second, and I, I believe that they're destined for, for the first spot, yeah. is the manager of the year, Rob. Yeah. I look at what they've got Tottenham, and they've got better players, they've got creativity, they've got growing talent. This guy has taken a, a bunch of odd, odd balls to the pinnacle of the Barclays Premier League talent. And I just thought his words on Friday drew this club together. And, and United this club and said, come on, we've got one more push. We have to prove these doubters that we can do it. And they did it in an emphatic style with a 4-0 win. And um, it set them up perfectly now, three points from three games. I, I don't like to do this. and uh, It pains me to do it. And I, I, I'm right. Well, I, I said it on air. And I said it, you know what? Going into this kind of run in the last two or three months, I thought yeah. the mentality of the team would change so their game would change. Their game hasn't changed one bit, Correct. so their mentality didn't. And I, and I think that's a, the, the biggest compliment is to maintain a performance a team ethic, uh, a scoring ability, and defensively uh, superb, absolutely superb, well, the best yeah. team defensively in the, uh, since Christmas. And, and, and that's been the, 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 the biggest surprise of how consistent they've been. And again, versus Swansea, they absolutely just get the job done. Well, look, the difference today, Robert, in, in the two teams were, that I would say, Leicester City manage, get, manage matches better than any club in the league. That's why they've only lost three games. You know, Manchester City have lost nine. That's why they're the only team with 70-plus points for the season. They can take one goal and manage that to three points, better than any side. And Spurs tonight needed to do that. Maybe one goal against a tough West Brom team or enough. Manage the game to the three points. They weren't able to do that, and that's been yeah. the difference. So, just quickly going forward, looking forward to the match at Old Trafford. Leicester yeah. City, by the way, if they win that game, they are champions. Yeah. This isn't going to be easy, though. United have to win themselves. Stop putting the doubts there, Robbie Musco. You doubted <laughs> them at the start. You doubted them in the middle. You doubted them without body. You doubted them with first coming. No more doubts. Listen, they'll, they'll get it done. This team have find a way. Have a way. Find a hero. Find... 
a group, find an individual, whatever it takes, this team will do it. I, I, I can see him winning a, a, a Old Trafford, Robert, and, and it's all over. Listen, let's just let's just think about that. Let's just think about that for a second, Robbie. Leicester City winning the title at Old Trafford is insanity. I mean, 13-time champions, Manchester United, having to 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 bow down to to a Leicester City team sitting top of the table is just it, yeah. it is cray cray, as they say. Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. Listen, let's switch our focus to the bottom of the league and relegation and uh, I think we all agree uh, Sunderland and Newcastle one of those is going to go down if not both um, Sunderland's performance against Arsenal Rob I thought was, was fantastic yeah. totally deserved their point um, I just think he's got it going right everybody every part yeah. of this team is, is looking really good the people we brought in I think we talked yep. about it at the weekend the people we brought in in the window have all brought something to, to the football club which was hugely important Sam's doing his thing Rob, the first thing, Rob, they're not conceding as many goals. Yeah. Three clean seats out of the last four. That's a huge help. You know, my mate up front, you know, my, my buddy, Jermaine yeah. Defoe, is always going to give you a chance. He's got people playing in decent positions. Young Watmore even coming off the bench gives them a spark if things aren't happening. There's just Sam's just got it right where he wants it now. They're, they're out of the bottom three with, with the point against Arsenal. I just have said, I think he gets the momentum now. I'm not taking anything away from Rafa because he's, he's all of a sudden got a tune out of these Newcastle players. They look more diligent. They look more responsible. I saw one or two having a go at each other at the weekend to try to get back into the game against Liverpool. And, you know, he's got a win and, and two draws against decent opposition now. So he's, he's got things moving on. But I just still feel that Sam will have, will have a little bit more influence over his group of players. And I think Sunderland, for me... Just get out of it in Newcastle, unfortunately, I think, go down. Listen, ain't it funny, Rob? We're talking about Sunderland versus Arsenal. We're nearly at the end of the season, and we're not really talking about Arsenal. What does this result and performance say about Arsenal right now and Arsene Wenger? I mean, the body language, the stadium, the noise, the vibe, the feel, the, everything about Arsenal is so dire. It's so flat. It's so negative. It's like so much of Groundhog Day. Where do we, I mean, where are we well, in, in quickly think, with them, Rob? Let, let me tell you, with three games to go, uh, the indictment of Arsenal and, and their situation is that the Arsenal fans are more concerned with making sure Spurs don't win the title than their own hopes themselves. That tells me everything about where Arsenal are and should be. This is a team that I believe were top of the table come the turn of the year. have dropped completely out of it. And I know on air, you, you put me away when I wasn't there to defend myself with my friend Olivier Giroud and, and his, his Category C lack of goals. And listen, I accept that he's not your 20-goal-a-season man, but I still insist, if you go and put Lionel Messi in that team or Cristiano Ronaldo in that team or, or an out-and-out proven goal scorer, there is still something, yes, yeah. not somebody, there's still something yes. missing with that football club. And that might well be that the manager on the side is not doing what is required. But there is something missing in our football club for them stopping them winning titles. And that's something that this summer Arsenal will have to sit down and have to work out. I'll tell you what was good at the weekend, mate, was uh, Newcastle United coming back from 2-0 down to get, a, to get a point and a different Newcastle United and a different performance yeah. and a different attitude. Rafa Benitez, I mean, he is making them better, but is yeah. it too late? I still, I, I picked them to stay up and I'm not changing from that. It's, it's quite tight down there. A little bit of momentum for this football club now with the performances, the draws and, and a victory a little while ago. I still think they've got a chance. Did they, did they, did they wait too long to to bring him into the club? 
Yeah. And, and do you remember the, the, the situation where Steve McLaren had, I think it was like an international break, and yeah. then two or three games after before they did it? And, and what I'm saying, yeah. if, if you're not going to Steve McLaren, make, the, make the, the move then. Give Rafa a couple of weeks, ten days to work with the players. He has those extra three games. I think he, Newcastle will be three or four games short of being able to stay up. I'm not sure he can keep the consistency over the last three games to get enough points to get him out of trouble. But given what, given three or four more matches at the start of his reign instead of the ten that he had, I think he makes a, a difference. And there's no doubt that he's a better. The big question, and the rumours are, Rob, that Rafa might want to stay with Newcastle and bring him out of the Championship, which would be huge for the football club, because <laughs> uh, we believe there's a clause in his contract that he can get out. But I just think that he'll run out of games this season and they'll end up a little bit short. Liverpool, uh, huge Europa League yeah. semi-final on Thursday against Villarreal. You have to fancy their chances over two legs of what they've done already and the teams that they've beaten, the massive games that they've managed to get through over two legs. One potential problem, Mamadou Sako, Robin, we've got to talk mm -hmm. about it a little yeah. bit. He's failed a drugs test. There's, a, there's another sample, a, an extra sample, just to confirm that. Oh, wow, I mean... Yeah. How big a problem is it that he's not available and, and how big a it, problem it potentially is this in football? It's a huge problem for, for, for Sacco cause, uh, and, and Jurgen Klopp. He was probably their best central defender. Him and Lovren had just started to get a little bit of a partnership going. Just felt the confidence was coming into the back two and, and then now he's out of, 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 out of the team. And I don't know how big a problem it is. I was quite surprised that the players are taking what we believe like fat-thinning tablets or something of the like when, yeah. you know, in our day you used to just do a bit of extra running, a bit of extra work, get in the sauna uh, and, and, get, and, and get yourself leaned up that way. But thing, things are changing. It's, it's different times. Obviously, you know, we can't say anything that has happened at this point. There's lots of investigations to, to, to take place. But it's a huge loss for Liverpool right at the most important time of the season. You know, there's also a little bit of a trend with Liverpool. And, and, and I know Jurgen Klopp will be, will be slightly dismayed about it, getting leads and giving leads away, Rob, 2-0 up against Newcastle yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a great way to go into a big game, a big European game. The one thing I would say with Jurgen Klopp, he's, he's a one-night knockout man. He can set his team up, he can get them motivated, he can get the tactics right and he can get a result. And I expect Liverpool to be certainly still in the game after the Real and maybe see, see the, the job off in the second leg. You think they're going to go through, yeah? You think they're going to get through to the final? Yeah, I think over two, over two games, I just think this guy can manage his group into the, into the, the Europa League final. So, another team playing in European football is Manchester City. A, a very comfortable 4-0 win against Stoke City. Kalichi Inacho yeah. looks a, a wonderful young player. But let's talk about the massive game tomorrow in the Champions yeah. League semi-final first leg. They host Real Madrid with all the star players that they've got. How fascinating is this game going to be? Proper game, Rob. Two teams yeah. who, are, who are better on the front foot than they are defensively. I think that has a big bearing on the game. I, I think I think on this one, I, I slightly favour City a little bit more than you. I think City, as long as they're not behind in the game, so obviously winning or even a draw, I don't think is the worst result for Manchester City. I think City have enough to go away from home and score goals anywhere in, in European football. And so... I give, give City a fine chance in this one. I, I know you think that the attacking threats of Real Madrid might be too much for them mm. defensively, but 
I think City might have the number for them. Uh, listen, I think it's going to be close. I just think, uh, yeah. I, I know they've been a little bit better recently, um, Man City defensively, Otamende um, playing better in Mangala, but company, I expect to start this game. I just see yeah. a, a Cristiano Ronaldo. I know he's got a slight injury doubt. We're not sure whether he's going to play. Gareth Bale, Karim Benzema in good form, scoring goals. I think Ma- I think Real Madrid have got a little bit too much for Manchester City, but of course we will see. Let's just let's move it on, Rob. And we've, we've, we have talked about this uh, on the radio show on the Saturday, uh, I, but I want to go back to it, but I think it's a, it's a big story. Um, Roberto Martinez uh, and yeah. his situation now at Everton Football Club, it looks grim. They lose the mm-hmm. semi-final to Manchester United. They played well in the second half, but the late goal knocks them out of the competition. There's a very negative feeling around the football club. And, uh, you know, when yeah. you consider that I think the, the football club itself is moving backwards in the three years he's been there, I think we hear little rumours, to be fair, a little bit of hearsay that the players are losing faith or trust in the manager, yeah. but also the fans. The fans are letting their mm-hmm. feelings you know, known of what they feel about this guy. I mean, is there is there a way he can stay on? I mean, I think I think he's held in in, in big regard by the club, yeah. but with the new money, yeah. does he stay? Is there a way that he stays in? See, he's in the job. Yeah, there is. I, th- I think if he was to to to, to look at, uh, at things in the summer, maybe change his backroom staff, bring in the right kind of guy who might work on some defensive side. Who Roberto Martinez needs somebody next to him who's going to say. When he says heads, no coach. Sometimes you've got to think a tail. So we're one nil up. You know what? Drop two holding midfield players back in there and block a game off. You know what? Push your wingers in tight and, and stop playing a, an expansive game. Somebody's got to be there to, to get him to see the time. This guy is still a, a very, very good football coach. And he's shown that with some of the players and some of the teams he's worked with. But he's got a blind side to, to do his organisation and defensive side of the game. So I see that he, he does have a chance, but... It, you know, the, the, the rumour mill in the media seems to say that he's going to be changed. If you think of Gary Monk, if you think of Brendan Rodgers, if you think of Tim Sherwood, you know, people who weren't given an awful lot of time when things start to go wrong, you look at the season's work for Roberto yeah. for, for Martinez, and it, it doesn't look very good, Robert, at this stage. So, OK, we're starting to say, well, if he does go, who would be the right kind of man? And have you got a name? Is there somebody there who stands out for you? You say you plug yes. straight in yes. and ready to work for the football club. Yes, there is. There is. And, and there's lots of options. But considering that there is going to be a cash injection at this football club, mm-hmm. Ronald Koeman is absolutely perfect for it. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that it's an obvious move for him because of the way that Southampton yeah. are right now compared to Everton. They're higher up in the table, etc., etc. But given the money, the new money coming in, the fact it's that he won't, have job, to, he won't have to sell his best players every year with his new finances. He can go out and, and, and really uh, work at a whole different level in finances and, 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 and the team, ultimately. I think Kuman would be perfect. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I've got one name down here and it's not all the things you say. I think it's not the league is important, you know, as opposed to maybe some, somebody who's managing abroad who hasn't been in the Premier League. I think he can, he, we've seen he can coach his teams, his teams can be disciplined. He's got more out of his group that have less quality than Everton. And I just think if he goes to that next level of, of quality that Everton have and he, and he can bring one or two uh, players in with him, mm. I just think that he, he'd be the perfect plug-in and ready-to-play manager for Everton. So we'll, we'll have to watch that space over the summer, see, it, see if changes do come in. Let's just, let's just sort of get to the PFL that they're having this um, this weekend, uh, we had Mahrez, obviously, Player of the Year, Delhi Ali winning the Young Player of the Year. And Team of the Year, Rob, was, was there anybody you thought was 
was a, a big old mission from the team of the year. Was it was there any any glaring misses? Yeah, you know what? I think Dimitri Payet has been has been excellent. He's been brilliant. He's been great value for West Ham United, and the free, the free kicks have been stunning. I just think Mesut Özil, and I've not always been the, yeah. the biggest fan of yeah. his, but his numbers in terms of assists and stuff, and, and some of his quality has been outstanding. Again, I'm not a, a massive fan of his overall game, but I think he deserved to be in this team. Um, no problem with the winner in Mares. Riyad Mares is who I would have gone for. Deli Ali mm. is, a, is an obvious choice as well. What about you, mate? Any anybody in the team that you might have yeah. sort of switched? I'm saying I've got Ozil in my team, just the, the, the assists and, and the goals and the way he's played. I think he's been outstanding this year. I think if he was in another team, if he was in a title-winning team, we'd be loading him up as, as a possible player of the season. You know what? I, I would say Payet. Or do you know who else? Maybe controversially, I would have, would have maybe gone for. I would have got him in instead of Deli Ali. I know Deli Ali's had a great season. I think Mesut Ozil's performances have been just as good, and I would have given Deli Ali the oh. young player of the year. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a, wouldn't have been a slur on his ability. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have had a huge problem with that either. Deli Ali's been outstanding, and mm. I'm sure he's destined for many um, teams of the year. But I thought Mesut Ozil was a big was a big miss. Just finally, Rob, on just on the the process of the PFA awards, and we voted every year. Are, are you? Well, I, I tell you what, I'm still shocked that it's the end of February, beginning of March, when the players yeah. all vote for this. And I know that the date for the award night is set, and it's very difficult to change it. I get that, but why not leave the voting to 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 a, a lot further up towards the start of it to get more yeah. evidence, more games, more performances, and, the, and whether it's online. I mean, players are not are not stupid. They can go online and cast their vote and leave it quite late instead of this anti equated system of, of picking a player at the end of February. Yeah, and it's almost as though you, you, you're basically voting on the first half of the season. So much can change in that sort of second half period. Let's, let's just look at Crystal Palace and, and where they were and, you know, the Balassies and the Zars and all these players. All of a sudden, they, you know, the dip comes in the second half and you could have been voting for somebody like that as, I don't know, a young player of the year and all of a sudden their, their form drops off. So, yeah, you just feel that I'm, I'm not sure why the PFA don't don't try and leave it a little bit longer, mm. try and you know modernise the process. But it is what it is. I think we still ended up in pretty much the, the right place. But um, yeah, maybe that's something for for chat with Gordon Taylor next time we're in the, in the UK. All right, Robbie, we've run out of time for this pod. Thanks very much for your contribution. And remember, everybody, you can always catch the Two Robbies football show presented by Land Rover every Saturday on Premier League weekends on NBC Sports Radio. So until next time, take care, and we'll see you soon. When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switched to MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG when you switch. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.